Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello and welcome to You Beauty. I'm Shazzy Hunt and you are listening to our weekly Ask an Expert Tuesday episode. On the agenda today is foundation, that all-important first step in your makeup routine, but more specifically, why you should factor in your skin type when selecting your foundation formulation. In the hot seat today, I have leading Australian makeup artist Dale Dorning, who's going to share his advice for guiding your foundation choices. Dale, thanks for joining us on New Beauty. Thank you for having me. We're all rather well-versed when it comes to selecting skincare products based on our skin type or maybe even a specific concern. So tell me why it should be the same for your makeup and particularly foundation. We have so many more choices now with foundation. Years ago, it was like oil-free, oil-based. As you know, we now have like serum-based foundations and then we have BB creams and we have so many within the family. For me, a lot of it is about skin type and it could be skin condition, but a lot of it too is climate. It's never really one size fits all. So sometimes it can be that nice combination. I want to take it right back to basics for a moment. In a perfect world, what should the right foundation for your face be doing for your skin? Hydration, protection, anything that's really non-comedogenic, not going to clog pores, but ultimately you really want that sun protection and that hydration, giving that buffer and that barrier to the skin that we need for the elements. Your foundation only lasts as well as your skin prep and what you've done to it or what you haven't done to it. So anything that can bind water to the skin and can give you that sun protection as well as that hydration keeps makeup on longer. I do want to start with skin types today. I'd love it if you could break it down. We'll go through a number of different skin types. And for each one, tell me what kind of foundation formulations or even ingredients or other qualities are going to be really beneficial for that skin type. Let's kick it off with oily or combination skin. What's their foundation go to? Absolute oil-free mineral-based. And look, I still go back to mineral-based, not even in your mineral powder necessarily, more into like your liquids and everything like that, but definitely something that doesn't contain a lot of oil that's not going to exacerbate any oiliness or that kind of combination skin. So definitely look for an oil-free option. Shall we move it along to dry skin? So skin that's always thirsty and dehydrated, what kind of foundations are going to be the best? I am prone to this and I know sometimes it feels like my skin eats up the foundation. Is that a thing? Yeah, absolutely. So again, almost the reverse, an oil base, something that's got a nice emollient to it. Your classic liquid foundations, having anything that has nice slip or that nice oil base. Do you know why? For those dry skins, and I can't beat it, like the old, almost like pan stick foundations, like Cryolan, anything like that, back to those applied correctly. They are so good for a dry skin because they're oil-based. If we're thinking about skin that's a bit more mature, perhaps showing some lines, where should your head be at when you're choosing a foundation? 
keep it sheer and allow yourself to build your coverage. So keeping it nice and sheer, and then if I need to anchor more, I need more coverage, then I can actually change the viscosity of the product. I can change the actual coverage of the product. So much like window coverings where you've got sheer, medium and full. So, you know, if you want a little bit of sun to come in or a lot of sun to come in, you've got sheer blinds and you've got medium and you've got total blockout. So I kind of educate my clients in the same vein to say, you know, if they have a concern or they might say, oh, you know, but I've got this under it. And I'm like, but you don't need that coverage all over your face. You can actually start sheer and build. Going back a step with dry skin or oily combination skin, do you need to be mindful of your coverage level? I'm pushing 50. So my age group, my sisters, those women where it was very mask-like. So it was like full coverage foundation and then you put a powder and I get that they kind of want it to stay on, but I'm also kind of going, it can actually exacerbate lines. And adversely, if someone's going too sheer or they're using too much luminizer in their foundation, you can almost look like a bit of a balloon and it's actually doing the reverse where you're showing those lines. So it's almost like a, a nice soft focus kind of makeup. I would start with something quite emollient, like a beautiful BB cream, then building up the coverage. If there's like oil concerns or there's capillaries, then you can jump your texture into say like an oil-free and then you could even jump it further into like an oil-free concealer. So you're still getting that hold and you're still getting the coverage, but it's not that kind of just paint on, paint off what we used to do. What about with sensitive skin? So this is skin that can be very volatile with all kinds of products. How can you still wear foundation without doing some serious harm? Look, obviously, you know, anything from test patching, all those things. I know a lot of luxury brands have fragrance in foundations. I've always been a fragrance-free person. And with the clientele that I've worked with over the years, it kind of just adds an extra layer. And when you work out how many layers you're putting on the skin to get a good base, in real terms for a sensitive skin, it start with, honestly, like beauty balms start with a BB cream and then build, build, build. Face and body is another one. So anything that doesn't have fragrance, anything that doesn't have parabens, nothing like that. You don't want anything like that in it. Normally I'd save our myth to the very end of the episode, but I want to bring this up a little bit earlier. The myth goes like this. Tell me if it's true or false. With foundation, you get what you pay for. Ask me that a few years ago. I would have gone, absolutely, now? I go, myth, there are so many great hacks out there. Like, you know, I spend so much time in pharmacy. Like when I was doing a lot of celebrity work and, you know, you could ask for what you wanted and you got it and it was great. But then I sometimes found, oh, the payoff and that wasn't great. I remember arriving years ago in New York and I, all my luggage had gone, had no makeup, had to honestly go to like a CVS over there. It was buying what they call drugstore makeup and we're doing a thing for Condé Nast and it was honestly one of my best red carpet moments with my client basically looking at what texture do I want out of this product what coverage do I want so kind of just grabbing that initial sheer medium full okay I've got a little bit of this I've got a little bit of this and you can make it work so the colors that we now have the inclusivity we have with foundation colors alone is amazing that just was never a thing is there a minimum amount you should spend on a foundation or conversely a maximum amount I think kind of a good entry level is around $35, $40 mark. I would not pay more than $80 for a foundation. For that amount, it would want to actually apply itself to my face. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of apply itself, I would love to talk a little bit about fingers versus brushes versus sponge. Many of us have a natural preference that we kind of feel comfortable with, but if we're thinking about those certain skin types, are there actually ones that will work better with particular skin types than others? Typically, I like to use 
at times all three, depending on what I'm using. So what is the product formulation I'm wanting to work with? So if someone is loves fingers, I'm like, great. But then what you want to do is maybe use a brush to cross hatch over the skin. So if someone's going down their face, which we always should do, apply downward, then I will cross hatch horizontally with the brush. So there's no gaps, there's no joins, anything like that. If I've got someone where it's an oilier skin and they're saying makeup just doesn't hold and they've got those areas, it can be a combination of a brush and a sponge. So you can stipple that product onto those areas that need that little bit more landing or they need that little bit of coverage so you can build or it could be a spot or an area of concern or anything like that. What about some of those skin types, say we were saying sensitive or mature or dry or oily combination? Is any of those ones where they should absolutely not use fingers or absolutely not use sponges? Sensitive, don't use fingers because we hold so much heat in our hands. I find really those almost porcelain kind of skin tones, if you touch the skin in the wrong way, it can just mark, brings blood to the surface. So very much using brushes on the sensitive. Oily, I would go for, you know, sponges are great. Dry skin needs that little bit of heat so you can actually heat that product up. And it's also by that touch because, you know, it's like when you touch someone's hands once they go, oh, my hands are so cold. Or sometimes you can actually, I do that with my clients. I'll use the back of my hand to feel, you know, what's that circulatory system doing? Is that skin cold to the touch? Does it need the heat? And then adversely, if you go, oh no, their skin feels like it's, you know, it's really warm, that really helps select the tools. So yeah, less extra heat on the skin is prime. Just to finish it up today, I would just love your top tips for anyone, regardless of skin type, about some of the ways to get just that little bit more out of applying your foundation. So my number one thing is I love mixing equal parts moisturizer, foundation, and some luminizer together in a liquid form, mixing that together and applying that because it floods the skin, gives you the hydration, the protection, the moisturizer, and it lights the skin up. So you can actually see the high points, the low points. It doesn't flatten the face. That's my number one thing. And honestly, you get so much more, not only out of your product, but you then create your own little holy grail of foundation. Do you have a top three foundations that you would always have in your kit? MAC Face and Body, that's my sheer. My medium is Bobbi Brown Longwear Foundation. I love that product. And then I would go into my top tier, which is my Laura Mercier. I always use Secret Camouflage because then I've got sheer, medium, full, and I can make all of those work for me. Dale, that is so brilliant. Thank you for joining us on New Beauty and helping us with our foundations. Thank you so much. (laughs) This episode was produced by Michaela Floriano, and I'm your host, Shazzy Hunt. And remember, a new You Beauty episode drops every single weekday. And sometimes we even drop bonus episodes on the weekend. So there is always plenty for you to listen to. Bye.